Hello, miss. I'm a lieutenant in the police department. I'm in the middle of a homicide investigation. Can I get my prescription, please? And the whole time, you stand there with this who me expression on your face. Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beat until you pissed blood? No man has spilt more blood in God's name than I. How? In the name of Zeus's butthole, did you get out of yourself? What, you really think I let myself get killed in a garbage truck? Ha! Well, I hid in a soup can, rode it all the way to the city dump. Because I was made for this sewer, baby, and I am the king! Um, uh... Uh, I was thinking about starting this off by singing an Alan Jackson song, but I don't know. Do maybe it. Not. Yeah. Do well, it. Was it Alan Jackson that did the? It was like, where? I don't know who you? Alan Jackson is. He's a country singer. Um, it was like, where are you on nine eleven? I don't uh, know. All I know is after nine like eleven, I heard the song, and I'm proud to, to be, be an American. Where at least I know I'm free. I think that was Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> he, that Hank, guy I Lee think Green you were misinformed. At TCU, is unreal. Wait, hold on. That what? song. Wait. Yeah, he, he performed at halftime because his daughter goes to TCU. Who did that? And uh, he just came out on, on the Lee Greenwood, and he just came out and sang, and I'm proud to be an American. When? I actually knew were, every were word there of for that, that song. I was. I was. It was uh, lot, two years ago. He wrote oh, that song? Okay, okay. He wrote that song, Lee Greenwood, yeah. yeah. I wow. thought it was Can't written by a bald eagle. Look what I know. And AJ, you say I was misinformed. He used to. Yeah, um, that wasn't Alan Jackson. It was Action Jackson. He wrote that song. Yes. Ah, <laughs> right. I forget yes. that he was also a famous country singer. Yeah. Uh, what couldn't he do? AJ, your cheeks are looking rosy today. Uh, well, you know what, guys? I'm happy to be here. I'm feeling good. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's, yeah. It Hi, everyone. We're, we're here. This is the show. We're here. Uh, it's Friday. We don't record on Fridays too often. It's the mother freaking weekend, baby. I'm feeling it. And uh, Friday yeah, just got re-released. This episode. Mm. Rebecca yeah, Black wait. went gold with Friday. Wow. Really? She just went gold, got her gold. Uh, I saw Love Story just got re-released. It was it was banging. I love that. Taylor song. Swift. <laughs> yeah. She, well, she's, she's been she's been re-recording all, all of her music. It's crazy. Yeah. Never heard of something like that before. Yeah. Um, which I she you know, got effed in the A. By the I'd OCs. rather talk about that this whole episode than the movie because <laughs> that's far more interesting. If you ask me, the saga. Whoa, of Swift. far more interesting, um, Hank. Yeah. This was yeah. a national tragedy. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You don't see much of it, but um, t- today we want <laughs> to know what we're talking rock. about uh, World Trade Center. My name is Hank Kilgore, and I'm joined, as always, with James uh, Criange. I was the one singing uh, Proud to be an American earlier. Mm-hmm. And and AJ Panzuka. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was the one making the Action Jackson joke earlier. Uh, and this is the crew. This is the usual crew. This is usually who we do the knew. show with. It's just us. Um, it's just us. Yeah, we did World Trade Center, uh, which I'll just run through this real quick. Uh, it was released August 9th, 2006, just just under five years uh, post 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it was directed by none other than controversial director Oliver Stone. The worst. Um, <laughs> the worst. Who is certainly a figure uh, to be talk- talked about, talk- talk- spoken about. Um, yes, talked about. To- what, are, talked about. what are some of the uh, things that are making you guys say that? Because I'm not very familiar with Sir Oliver Stone. Well, so a lot of his a lot of his movies are pretty much everything that he ever works on is like American political controversies. Yeah. Is yeah, he did JFK. Basics. He did W. Um, he did do Platoon though, which Platoon's rules, a good movie. But yeah, um, so he just does a whole lot of like yeah, like like controversial uh, topics that he'll show in his films yeah, um, or talk about. Uh, but we had a pretty wild cast. Uh, we had Nick Cage as John McLaughlin. We had Michael Pena as Will Jimeno. Uh, we had Maria Bello as mm-hmm. Donna McLaughlin. Maggie Gyllenhaal, uh, which. Let's not forget. Stunk. Let's not forget. Regardless of our feelings of her, she was Batman's girlfriend <laughs> in the dark. And night. in Donnie Darko. Um, and of course, in Donnie Darko, she was <laughs> also Batman's girlfriend. <laughs> uh, we had John Bernthal for a minute as Christopher Amoroso, and Michael Shannon also strangely for a minute, but he seemed yeah. way more important uh, as Dave Carnes. Uh, Carnes. Carnes. Um, hey guys, and- who am I? Hey. You catch that fucking Yankees game last night or what? <laughs> you see the Yankees on the uh, TV last night or what? I was Were you there. Every single person in I this movie. I was there last night. Great game. He threw a no hitter. I caught the whole night. run. <laughs> well, right off the bat, it's John Bernthal. <laughs> uh, right off the bat, I, I I don't think this movie was nearly as bad as James. You've hyped it up to be and said it would be, and and you made it sound like I, it'd be some controversial, this, terrible, this movie. offensive thing. And like it was okay. It wasn't like good, but it wasn't like bad. Like it was fine. I thought. Yeah. yeah. So I I think I think the problem with um the way I prefaced this movie for you guys is that you probably went into it thinking it was going to be. I thought like it was a... going to be a horribly offensive. Terrible yeah. Yeah. Movie. I, I I think the the offense of it was that it came out pretty close to nine eleven. Um, it was clearly a money grab. They haven't made a nine eleven movie since. Well, they, you, they you released... say that a lot though. Is five years really too like soon? I don't think so. Five years is a while on a human scale. I, I mean, I for a life scale. A national tragedy like this, it's not, you know, it's, I, Guys, I thought, yeah, <laughs> there these, you go. These are my notes. Yeah. I only know. took, I only took one note and it's only 2005, five only five years too soon. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's, it's certainly too soon. I, I get that Hollywood turns around stories and everything, but we're talking <laughs> about a national tragedy that, that absolutely wrecked people's lives. And, and the fact that it came out five years, you know, was in production four years, uh, potentially three years um, after the tragedy, I, I, in my opinion, is too soon. And there's a lot of stories. And, and one that I was reading just kind of in – I usually don't do too much prep for the show, which will come as a surprise to a lot of people. Um, <laughs> but this woman was talking about how she had to stop going to movie theaters uh, because her kids were so traumatized by seeing the, the previews for this movie um and wow you know i i don't think that's something that would be the case um if it came out today you know it's it's yeah. today how how, how, how long would you say would be a fair time to release something I, I don't know and i think me and aj maybe have a little bit of a different perspective but it felt like 9-11 was something that lived with us through the entire 20 yeah because you guys are both from new jersey which is yeah, and, a very and different experience than most you, other like the northeast you know, we both knew people that lost loved ones in 9-11 and I, I just think 
it's one of those things where we I, I don't know. Do, do you agree or disagree? <laughs> yeah, the, the cops like from Wisconsin are like they're just like, "Hey, want some brats?" You know, it didn't <laughs> yeah, really like wasn't wasn't personal for them. But yeah, and, I don't know. I mean, I definitely enjoyed watching this movie. I I think it was a well made movie, and it was pretty gripping in the way it was done. If it was like, you know, the Thai kids in the collapsed cave would be like a similar kind of movie to this. Like, they get trapped kind of right off the bat, and it's just like this search and rescue and, like, holding on. Um, But I thought it was pretty powerful. I agree that it was way too soon, you know? It's just like, that was my first thought, and I just kind of watched the movie to, to watch the movie. I was really expecting to not like it. Because you've been pretty vocal how, uh, you know, inappropriate it was. But, like, by now, I think is is long enough. Like, if it were released now. Yeah. If it, yeah, if it, if it was released now, it would, would absolutely be long enough. I think, um, I, <laughs> I think my other issue, it, you know, rewatching the movie, I'll, I'll say this off the bat. I'm going to give it a really low score. Um, however... It, it rewatching it, it really, it, it wasn't quite as offensive as I remember it being. I think it's a, a piss poor movie. I, I don't enjoy it. Yeah, I think I, the I, problems are more with the movie itself to me. Yeah, than I think it's a pretty lot of bad. Other things. Uh, but I, 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 it, it wasn't. It wasn't tasteless. Like they don't really show. There's a little bit that's like ugh, but they don't really show much of the actual disaster, which I thought was a good move, especially just five years later. Yeah. Like they really hide it all. It's all from the perspectives of Nick Cage and, and the and a lot of those police officers. Like those first thirty minutes, I thought were solid. I really, really liked the thirty minutes, and you know. Know, right up until when they got collapsed on because um, then from there the movie kind of gets weird but um, yes. I mean that's I really the whole like movie. 30 minutes well, well, well <laughs> and hear me out now because there's a lot of different like feelings I have on this movie because I wish that the movie was just them in the rubble I wish it was those first 30 minutes and then just them in the rubble everything outside of it minus a couple things here and there everything with the families and everyone else I thought was just awkward and clunky and not very good and the acting was pretty bad but nick cage and michael pena fucking killed it i thought they were oh. great and i would sit there and watch the a whole movie of just the two of them down there oh i and couldn't getting disagree rescued. more i thought really nick cage was awful in this movie. no way no. man yeah. no way oh i thought no. it was terrible i now, thought it was, I thought it was he, terrible he had a he way? had a bad accent so like it felt like everything he was saying just like sound a little funny because he was trying too hard with the accent, but his acting, I thought was really good. I mean, the uh, see, I didn't I see hope the, the audio as a problem at all. I thought uh, the accents were terrible, dude. The I thought, were yeah, really it was bad. pretty bad. Usually, like like we've seen movies with worse accents than this one. Uh, as far as Nick Cage goes, I, know, I mean, maybe only Captain Corelli. But you guys are going to come from a very different perspective because y'all are from there, but yeah. or like the Northeast. But no, the, um, these accents were it like, wasn't that bad. These were like comically bad in my I, opinion i think i would put like his performance in this movie somewhere around the same ranks as like kick-ass i i mean i don't remember kick-ass he, i thought he was good in kick-ass yeah i thought it was he's great really fucking funny in kick-ass yeah he was yeah and like what's he screaming when he's never like when he's, he's, he's screaming on fire? The, uh run child run! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean like here he's screaming the what is it? What's that prayer? You know, our father who art in heaven. Yeah. And it's like, it was crazy. It was powerful. 
I, I he thought, got into I thought it. he gave a solid performance um, overall. And maybe if he didn't like the accent, okay. But the performance was wonderful for, for, for being on screen where most of your screen time is in the dark. You're not seen. Uh, the actor you're working with isn't seen either, Michael Pena, who I thought killed it. And um, I, I was totally taken in by them. I liked it. It was just annoying when they would cut away to, like, Maggie Gyllenhaal... And, and 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 especially she had some okay moments, but um, how Nick bad Cage's was her baby bump? Was just like, Ooh. oh, dude, it looked like she had like a oh yeah, that know, was like bad. A pillow that had been slept on for the last uh, three years. It was they like those like little mini watermelon. beach balls. There was no like body shape to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love. I do want to say I, I thought Michael Pena. I thought Michael Pena had killed it. I thought he was he was the best. I, I really didn't like Cage's performance. Clearly, I'm in the minority on it. Um, I just I thought it was the the whole the whole movie felt like a play to me. The 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 sets I thought were poor, um, and and the acting was 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 over the top, kind of dramatic. That's kind of how I felt. I've I've seen a lot of reviews that agree with that um, kind of performance and and apparently that's kind of what Oliver Stone was going for I just for me it just didn't work it really fell flat I I think I like I said this movie was not as bad as I remember it being um in terms of like offensively bad but it yeah I coupled with the fact that it came out too soon I I I hated (laughs) I hated this movie I'm sorry boys man yeah (laughs) rough I, I uh, think it might have moments. traumatized you. I mean, this was a traumatizing yeah. movie. It was intense. Like, it was scary. It was dark the whole time. It was just like this yeah, but overwhelming I guess what I don't foreboding. Like, and it, well, was, it was a disaster it was intense. movie, but using a real-world disaster rather than a fake one. But right. but I guess what I don't like is that the, the disaster affected basically the entire world. I mean, think of all the stuff that changed in, in the world after 9-11 you know travel restrictions and and the whole nine yards harder to get into the country all that and it took it and it made this tiny little story about these two people which is an amazing story don't get me wrong it's an amazing story but it also like kind of tried to couple in what was going on around i just felt like it it had this giant scope at the beginning and then we just centered in on cage and pena which which i get well, um, it was always on them in the beginning. It was following them in their little group, you know, of like the five mm-hmm. cops that they had, and then they lost most of them by the time they got there. But it was a pretty, I thought, like small beginning leading to what should have been a smaller movie. Again, I would have rather them just being in the rubble the whole yeah. time without the family. Like but, kind of um, like buried, Hank. Uh, buried. Yeah, Why am I buried. Saying, like, buried. buried. Um, uh, yeah, very with, similar with to Ryan buried. Reynolds. I would have preferred that. Okay. If, if you're going to go small, small. Go small. Go yeah. buried. Just now, and I, see, I say, I'll say this too. I appreciate how small overall the movie was as in not tackling. And I like that it ended on a... Because, again, if you're going to do this, like, I do understand, like, I, 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 I... To me, it's weird thinking that, like, five years is too... I think it's, like, this the weird point where it's, like, it would have been too soon to me if they'd have done something where they showed the towers blowing up and they showed people fucking losing it and the the real like tragedy. I mean, they showed of it all. real news footage of well, of they, the they a little bit, but it was a little and bit. Someone killing themselves. Someone it was yeah, off yeah. To kill but there's a lot more you could have shown. And and what I'm saying is they kept it small and they also kept it like more of a look how amazing this real life story was. And then they gave it, it kind of gave focus on look how hard all these people are working to get these people out of here rather than showing the world implications. Let's just 
focus on a nice thing that did happen during that that showed how well people can work together. But that's it didn't probably even the best feel way like to a do lot it. of people were working on this. You had Michael Shannon literally walking around by himself. Well, that's and that's rubble. where the movie is a problem. That's where <laughs> things mean, like, well, like the idea I think was there, but but I the, don't know. Then can the movie you, got in the way? Of can itself. you just send all of these other first responders? into ground zero when like shit is collapsing and still on fire like you're gonna lose a lot more people that way for so, sure and and it's probably semi-accurate it's just like oh sorry keep keep going keep going with your point sorry. no i was just gonna say that like i the story needed just like one person to kind of be that hero and go sniff him out kind of thing but Which is who um, michael shannon was supposed to be yeah but they, they kind <laughs> so of love that. Uh, when when we first get introduced to his character, he um, <laughs> just so bad, <laughs> just so bad. He gets he's like in church and he's talking with his you know the father and he's like, "There's this thing I gotta do, you know, I gotta be the hero." <laughs> and then like you know, it cuts to Nick Cage and Michael Pena and they're like fighting for their lives at the bottom of this rubble. And then it cuts back to him, and he's like getting a fresh haircut. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so well, the first thing that you see him in is they're all watching the news. The Bush, like uh, President Bush, talking about it, and Michael Pena gets up to all the like his employees, and he's like, "I don't know if you guys knew it or not, but we're in a war now." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> was that a real line? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Michael Sh- Michael Shannon's character, and I love Michael Shannon. Oh, he's great. I'm- I'm a huge Michael Shannon fan. I thought his character was awful in this movie. I also, part of it was like, oh, this this is definitely like a QAnon man right now. (laughs) 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 That's Oliver Stone's next movie. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, Uh, So I I think uh, what I was trying to say about the, the scope and everything, and I think what the movie was trying to say was like, it's a great victory. Like, we got these two people out of here and whatever. But it played off as almost like a, um, I, I think I wrote down like a sports movie. Like the, the I kind of got that vibe too. Like when everyone's like, like clapping <laughs> and like patting him on the back. Yeah, it felt like Rudy. Mm-hmm. It's like the, it, the, the tone just, it just didn't work. Also, why were there like 500 people there at the end when, when yeah, he was being Yeah, shouldn't they be out, like but... helping others? <laughs> I know. <that's... laughs> There's a lot more going on. <laughs> that, that didn't make sense. And I get that I was trying to leave it on a positive note and the country's healing and everything. But that's where I do really feel like if this movie came out in 20, even, even if it came out in 2016, so 15 years removed, I think I would have liked it a lot more. Mm. I really do. Yeah, I mean, we still didn't know everything about no, no, what and there was a lot. Well, what was like? You know? What so, was it like yeah. for y'all? Like AJ, you're a little bit older, like, but like I was just in first grade, and James, you were too. I I would assume when when it happened. Yeah, and yeah, it was either it was first two, or second grade. I can't yeah, remember. so we would have been in the same grade. So first, yeah, yeah, it should have been first grade for us. And like, and again, I think it would have been much more different for you guys. But like for me, I barely remember it. I do remember that we got pulled out of school. I do remember being home and seeing it on the news, but mm, I mean, obviously my parents were, you know, freaking out, but it wasn't like to the level, like, like, you know, of, okay, just like, we're going to stop school for a week and this, and you're going to do, you know, it was more like, all right, go to your room, do whatever. So I just like, they just, I didn't, you know, know what was really going on as a kid. And also as a kid, it's hard to even tell anyways, but, um, 
We we were in second grade, by the way. I just did the math. Okay. Um, but I mean, it was like the start of second grade. But yeah, I think I was in um, fifth grade. Fifth grade. Yeah, I th- you would have been in. I was eleven. Sixth, I think, weren't you? You, you would have been thinking a little bit more for yourself, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember our principal coming in. We were all in an assembly at the time, and the look on her face was just like, like she was ghostly white. And she's usually pretty ghostly, you know, she was an old lady. <laughs> but, like, there was clearly, like, we all just instantaneously knew that there was something really wrong. And a bunch of people left to call their parents. I mean, um, you know, a lot of these characters in the movie were from New Jersey, you know, and they drive in. And so people we knew had um, dads and moms who were, you know, first responders, firefighters, um, and so I could see how this movie would be like horribly traumatizing if you're really close to, um, you know, some of the pain that was felt during that. Um, but yeah, uh, I do think so. I, I remember, um, yeah, getting pulled out of school, um, going home. My parents, like, I asked if I could play video games or something. And my parents mm-hmm. were like, "No, we're we're gonna keep the news on." obviously um but i remember going up to that hill aj and hawthorne where you could see the city mm-hmm. and just seeing two you know this giant thing oh, wow. of smoke wow up, which was really powerful you know it was yeah, really sure. intense um and that was like a few days after i mean it was this was like weeks of of smoke and you know you couldn't That's drive crazy. down easy 208 or route 4 or whatever without seeing you know smoke coming up and um, you know, sports stopped and people were not flying. They weren't able to fly. Like, I think one of my sisters might have had a, a trip planned and she, she wasn't able to, like, get back to college or something. Um, and uh, I mean, It was chaos. It was pandemonium. It was, it was chaos. And, and even at a first grade age, I didn't – or, yeah, you're right, Hank. It was first grade. Even at first grade age, I, I didn't – I couldn't fully grasp what was going on for sure. Um, but you knew like something was, was wrong and you knew it affected more than it was. It wasn't about you. It was about, right. Right. Like it was a big, everyone. Big thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was, and it was scary. Cause I remember people going out and like stocking up on water and like, you know, buying all these supplies and, and thinking they were going to have to hold themselves in and not knowing when the next thing was going to come. Cause AJ, I don't know if you remember this, but there was all these like false, you know, terrorist threats that started popping up where I just remember like hearing bits and pieces on the news of, Oh, yeah. there might be a bomb here. There might be this here. Like people are going to, you know, do something at the world series, all that stuff. So yeah, it was, I mean, it was traumatizing even at a young age. Mm. Um, and I, I think, you know, the, the too soon argument, Hank just goes to that of for someone like me and AJ who didn't have a direct connection, you know, we didn't lose a family member, um, or whatever, um, in, in the accident, I, th- I think you heal quicker, um, and, and you're younger and it's easier to move on. But I mean, I remember in 2005, 2006, like flying with my parents and there was a lot of anxiety for my parents. Yeah. Like we were taking trips to Florida and there was still anxiety, um, you know, five years removed. Years and like, it didn't, well, that's why I wanted it really to phrase it as a question. Like 20, yeah. Yeah. 2009, 2010, where I think people started to, you know, feel more at ease and feel more normal. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, it takes so long after, yeah. especially something like that. And like for my situation, I was so far removed from what was like the directness of what's happening, rather yeah. than just the conversation of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then back then, I mean, I, I mean, imagine if something like that happened today, where we have Twitter, you know, and yeah. like the social media shit, where that was yeah. not existent, you know, in two thousand one. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I liked how in the movie, I was it was a good reminder of like. Half the people didn't have cell phones. It was crazy. Like, Um, they forgot their cell phone, right, when they went to the store. And, I mean, Hank, I I think... You actually had to talk to people about stuff. What the fuck is going on? Back in my day. Remember how easy dating used to be when you were in first grade? (laughs) (laughs) Just just chat the ladies up. You just grab Um, a girl and say, you're mine. (laughs) (laughs) I I think a good way to equate it is, let's say, like, apparently, allegedly, everyone's going to be vaccinated. Um, by by May of, of 2021 sure. um, and hopefully things will start getting back to normal but let's say you know that does happen and then it's 2020 wait 2025 or 2026 and movies are still coming out like pandemic related like yeah. obviously movies have come out so it's, it's not well, a, and a they already have example. that's the thing but, yeah but I think auto like as an audience, we're going to be like, oh, another pandemic movie. Like, we're trying to move on from this. Exactly, Whereas sure. Whereas 15 years from now, it <clears> might be interesting to do a look back um, at what what was happening between 2020 and 2021. Well, and yeah. it's 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 just like, just from a, um, you know, t- taking ourselves out of the, the situation, just looking at the time of it all in the history, what a different world it is since then, you know, like 2021 versus 2001, 20 years. What a radically different America and Earth and, and just culture that, that we have, you know, like we always, you know, like, I don't know about you guys, but like for me, like anytime I ever hear someone talk about millennials and, and people who are our age and, and what our life is like, it's always about, well, we grew up in, a, in an era of fear. And I yeah. do very much remember from 2001, at least, that was when I first recognized, like, what a president was, like, really was, who Bush yeah. was, and, like, what politics were. And it was definitely an eye-opening thing for me, and probably at too young of an age, which is probably what happened to most of us, um, to start looking into politics and seeing what that's really like uh, before you can even understand the world. You know, because how old are you in first grade? That's like six. We were six. six. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Like what do you know at six? You know, six or seven. And suddenly yeah. you're being thrust into this insanity. Um, versus today, where like you know the the fucking, uh, you know, not nearly on the scale of nine eleven, but like I would say that the Capitol insurrection was a pretty fucking major event and and tragedy that happened. And and I get, there's already people who are looking to make fucking movies out of it. Yeah. You know, which like you know the, we've talked about this on the show before. Like there's like GameStop and like all the stock stuff, the stonks. Um, yeah. And movies. but like you know they're gonna already make movies, movies. whatever. Like fucking yeah. stupid, but whatever. But like you know for a fact they're already working on stuff for the insurrection. And like whoa, like we don't even fucking know what's happening yet. Calm yeah. down. But like that's the difference between 2001 tragedies and two, 2020 tragedies. Yeah. Is that now. Well, that that was it's, the other this, thing. this so movie instant, may have opened you know? the door for that. Because James, you were saying yeah. this. Well, oh, I think a lot of it's just social years. media. That means in, like changing culture. And nine eleven, I think, was really the well, opening. For well, I, I think the the other thing um, too is that this event, the, this event, started a war that we're still fighting in today. Yeah. But we were at like the height of that war in two thousand five, two thousand six, and. You know, it to me that was part of my issue as well with the Mike, Michael Shannon's character is that it at the end it says like he enlisted in in to um, go back to Iraq to go serve and 
there's all this I've been reading a lot of the stuff about how they market to people to get them into the armed forces and stuff and, and that's a whole nother conversation um, but there was a part of it where it played out like hey this guy was just doing his American duty and that's what it was all about back then mm-hmm. is like do your American duty serve your country kind of thing and and I just I don't like that like I that just doesn't work for me mm. um, I really hate that kind of stuff and so for me that was like another flaw of the movie I don't I'm not saying Oliver Stone was telling people to go you know enlist or whatever but um, it made it out to be this thing where it just seemed like I, I don't know. It you don't want to say it, that it glorifies it, but it does kind of, sort yeah, of shine of. a light on it in that yeah, way. Yeah, that's you the mean? word I was looking for. Kind yeah. Of. yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Well, it's interesting because that's making me think maybe then, because looking back on history where I'm from, South Louisiana, uh, post 9-11, like the beginning of this movie where Michael Pena is in his truck and he's playing some yeah. like Garth Brooks song or there's some country song playing and you see the towers and you see America and, and it's very, very southern america you know it's very like like fuck yeah i'm american this is awesome this is what we're doing and not in like that's just the easy way to say that um but to set that tone um which is the world that i'm from and that's the world that i grew up in especially post 9 11 uh where people started getting amped about the military and people were amped about george bush and people were amped about so for me growing up like now i have very very different and mixed opinions and views on fucking everything uh, as an adult. But, you know, as a kid growing up in the South post 9-11, it was very much like, okay, yeah, no, you go do your patriotic chore. You know, you serve in the military and that's not a punishment. That is a proud thing. That's awesome and all this, which it is. I mean, that is like, that's an amazing fucking thing um, to to have a military. But um, now that I'm older, it's so much more complicated and, and you see so much more of the ickiness and the grossness behind it. Um, and then trying to figure out who who is just doing it because they do just want to help the country and who's trying to get something, you know, yeah. um, which is what I'm seeing more of now. Um, but that was like an interesting time capsule in seeing like, or like what you're saying um, of that gung-ho America, I have to, let's go help the troops, let's go serve our time, you know, almost like a World War II thing, but with a very, very different um Mm-hmm. you know end game uh so yeah i don't know it's interesting though it's interesting yeah it's it's hard to talk about this it's hard to have fun <laughs> on this episode since we're talking about fucking 9 11 yeah um, and, and i feel you know, a little bit i mean there are fun parts of this movie i just i i feel a little badly i feel like i came in i was negative from the start i feel like i brought <laughs> everyone down i moved us to serious may i make a motion that we shift into the fun and funny parts of this movie uh yes can i start with one yeah please (laughs) yo this was my note yo jesus (laughs) (laughs) what the hell was that you get you get michael pena and he's you know the whole movie he's just trapped under this rubble with cage and and they're just keep they're just like the whole time like cage is literally just like ah ah the whole time and pena's like you gotta stay awake you gotta stay awake (gasps) And then all the lights, like, blind, you know, it gets blindingly light. And then it's like when you get a photo and you expose it and then you reverse the exposure and it's just, like, super bright. But all the, now, like, all the brights are blacks. And and Mm -hmm. you have this weird-looking Jesus. And he's holding a water (laughs) bottle. He's holding a heart. 
He's all he's he has a translucent heart. Yeah, yeah, um, it's, it's floating as through well his, as his a robe. giant what a giant brandless water bottle. Didn't you feel like that <laughs> was a good opportunity for some pro- product placement? Could put some if that was Michael Stone, he uh, Michael Stone, Michael Bay, he would have been holding like a, a Powerade Pepsi can yeah. as well as yeah, <laughs> if, a Powerade if Michael and Bay had a Poland spring on his made head. World Trade Center. I'll tell you this. You saying that I remember this movie being horribly offensive would have been completely accurate if Michael yes, Bay. Yeah, absolutely, it would have been yeah. a disaster. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I think I've laid out all the reasons why you know I I thought it was kind of offensive and and why that kind of warped my brain. I was able to watch it and just kind of laugh at some things. Yeah, the the Jesus thing was well, and there is some stuff. I mean, in I could it talk about like, that for hours. Not cool, you know. There's definitely some stuff, and I was like, ah, I don't know about that. No, yeah, but overall, it like, was a like bit the more Asian tame. people. Yeah, <laughs> we're asking what was going on. You know Can what you though? That's like <laughs> that's such a typical New York thing. Like that used to happen to me all the time when I was working in the city, and this was like. Shit, this was after college. I, this was like yeah. 2016. Like what, 2002? Yeah. 2016. And a couple walks up to me, and I'm not going to try and replicate the accent, but they were Good, asking thank me. You. We don't have to cancel Good you call. for two straight yeah. episodes. But they were asking me I, I where the Twin Towers were. The <laughs> they asked you what? I'm they sorry. asked me where the Twin Towers were. Where are the Twin mm. Towers? Can you show me the Twin Towers? And I was like, the big ones. you're lost. <laughs> no, this was, <laughs> there were, you know, this was 15 years after the fact. That so, um, doesn't make any sense. Sorry, I'm looking up um, the actor who played Jesus. <laughs> the Is actor who played Please. Jesus? Steve Chappelle. I, I did the the accents. Hank, I know you said you didn't think they were that bad. I, I think me and AJ just you know. I, th- I thought we Cage's there, wasn't like, that bad. Everyone else's was like insane. Cage's was was bad. Cage's was bad. But but the actual quote, the one I was trying to say before, because I wrote it down. He goes, "You see Jeter's home run Saturday." It's like, oh my god, <laughs> so bad. It, it was so like bad. what was that other movie where he was the. Uh... The private investigator and the guy just had that like over movie. the top Italian accent. Who Cage was? I don't know. Cage was a private investigator? <laughs> Maybe it was Action Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I think it was Cage. List of our movies. Was it uh, 8 millimeter? No. Dude, what a snake um, eyes that was. When he was Rick Santoro? No. He was in like a white <laughs> I mean, office. Now we must find out. Can we can we agree that JJ is one of the worst characters in movie history? Who is JJ? Cage's son. Oh, whose dude. birthday it is. <laughs> ha- was that the one that, that wanted to go? Or was that? Oh, I'm thinking of Maggie. Yeah. Who was the one that wanted to go find the dad? Th- that was that JJ. Was, that that was, they, they took They took two big like paintbrushes of water and just splashed them under his eyes so you were to think that he was crying. Worst goes, actor I've ever what, seen. You, you don't even care. You don't even care. <laughs> what, you don't want to go find him? <laughs> so shut up. What are you talking about? Like, it didn't make sense. Like, they were trying to show the, the commotion of everything, but there was this weird subplot of everyone thinking that he was just upset because it was his birthday and his dad wasn't going to be home. Well, you get like, you get your first scene with the kid, and he goes up to the mom, and, and uh, uh, played by Maria Bello, 
and uh, Diana McLaughlin, and um, and no offense to the to the real Diana McLaughlin. I'm sure no, she took offense, offense from offense, from yeah. this fucking fake kid, or whoever whoever JJ McLaughlin is probably takes offense from this fucking kid. Because at first the kid's like, "Mom, mom, are we still gonna have my birthday party?" It sounds like the fucking kid from Freddy yeah. Got Fingered, who's but like, "Am like, I gonna get some birthday like 12, cake?" Who just keeps right? getting attacked the whole movie. <laughs> Um, well, he's yeah, not like he a little be... little kid. Yeah, no, he was he was turning twelve. Yeah, he, turning <laughs> he sounds 12. like a little fucking kid. He acts like a little fucking kid, and he's old enough at that point, eleven, twelve, to understand. Like, okay, maybe I don't get what's happening, but I know it's serious. Versus yeah. like a six or seven year old, where it's like, I don't know, they could be sc- screaming about dad because they just don't know what the fuck is going. They don't know anything outside of their fucking house, you know. Yeah. Um, this kid is supposed to be turning twelve. And then I like how at the end they do the two years later and they show the kid, same actor, between like 11 (laughs) to 13 or 14, you would look completely different. (laughs) That was maybe my least favorite part of the movie was the end when they're just at this like picnic. You're like, what? I guess they've recovered. I I don't, I didn't understand. uh, Even though Michael Pena could barely walk. (laughs) Yeah, I know. They were both like wobbling around. And I mean, it's great. They're alive, obviously. Oh yeah. Wobble baby. Well, I guess they were in the movie. They were the the act, the actual people were, were, they played police officers in the movie, Mm. like his cameos for split seconds. Um, Okay. So they showed up for a little bit, and then... Um, That's cool. How about when Viola Davis showed up for, like, two seconds? Oh, yeah. Uh, right at the end. She was one yeah. of the moms that the mom was hugging. Yes, um, that's right. Because I, I was like, oh, shit, Viola Davis is in this. There was a lot oh, of shit. random, no, like, not. uncredited, like, <laughs> yeah. actors in this movie. Yeah. And, I mean, by the way, props to the two families. Like, get the bag. Like, I'm all about that. Like, I'm happy they got paid and oh, whatever sure. for yeah, this Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I, I'm not done talking about J.J., when Please. he was still like crying Lightness. about his birthday, and the mom's like, "Hey, you know, I shouldn't tell you about this," but is, she didn't is, have is that. Is the deep mom of a John Gotti? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you're 12 years old. You know what I mean? Get you imagine if, you it. We'll if go, Donna you know, said that we'll at to JJ Gotti on this movie on this show at some point. We'll get uh, yeah, we have to. We have yeah. to do like a special Gotti review. Yeah, but anyway. uh Oh man, what was that? Oh, she's JJ. like, I shouldn't be telling you this, but he's gonna he's gonna take you to Yankees game for your birthday. Oh yeah, the playoffs. And like, and it playoffs. <laughs> and and the kid's like, oh really, really, really? And the then playoffs. and then he just like immediately goes back to you. Don't even care. You don't even care about him. Hey, that's kids uh, though. It's fucking kids. Because he needs his dad uh, to live so he can get to that playoff game. He's just a selfish yeah, little brat. Exactly. It really matters. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, was I didn't think. The way that there could be anyone worse than JJ, and I don't think there was. But <laughs> as, far as, as far as acting right goes, there, right? I mean, she was just. She had she one moment bad. that I actually genuinely loved, and everything okay. else was like oof. But it was okay. the moment when um, she had found out she just you know because the whole time she's on the phone with with Brian Brian <laughs> is he I you can tell me if he went in or not. It's basic information, you know. Screaming Talk about like Freddie got fingered type. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but like like played you know for real, um, yeah. <laughs> which is the problem. And um, she's this fucking this fucking you know melon that she's carrying in, in her on her fucking body. <laughs> but there was one moment when she does yeah, find out that know. he was um, that he did go in you know to the towers or I guess underground whatever uh, that he was you know fucked. Um, and she starts throwing up. She runs to the uh, the bathroom. She starts throwing up and like. Her dad came in, um, and the dad looks just like Christopher uh, Christopher Eccleston, but he's not. 
Um, and, Wait, that and, wasn't Christopher Eccleston? No, I looked it up. Oh, I, <laughs> I spent like an hour time. looking it up through IMDb, and he was never, <laughs> unless he wasn't sure listed. I that was Christopher um, But it looked just like him, right, with like a weird. mustache. Yeah, that's really and, weird. Okay. Um, and, and they had like a little, uh, and it was just a really nice moment between a father and daughter. He was just like, hey, look, like this is bad, but I'm here for you. It's okay. And like he hugged her, and she's thrown up and crying. And I'm like, that's just a nice moment. And like it's it's it, like when you do go away from the main story of Cage and yeah. Pena in, in there, um, and you see the family, like, that's what I want to see is, like, how it would really affect these families and the tiny moments of humanity that you get between a, a father and daughter, even though the daughter is, you know, 40 and has her own kids or whatever. Like, yeah. those little moments are nice. But, like, Maggie Gyllenhaal, like, screaming in a CVS, we don't have a cell phone! I, I, I don't, like, ugh. So, yeah. I, I, yeah, that, yeah, I mean, it was bad. I You go from that nice moment to, like, Michael Pena having a flashback of them talking. I was so the sick of the Olivia Alyssa thing. I was Ugh. I was sick of it. I didn't, <laughs> Dude, didn't how cheesy! But At the but end. when she goes, she goes uh, Olivia or she goes Alyssa. What that the kids will have real fun with that. Alyssa the pissa. Alyssa the what? pissa. <laughs> Alyssa the pissa. No one. What are you talking no one about, in the man? world would Guys, ever call someone named Alyssa gotta, the pissa. I got a hot take. I did not hate Maggie Gyllenhaal's performance as much as you guys. And I hate Maggie okay. Gyllenhaal. I've hated her I in pretty much everything oh, see, I've I seen love her in. Maggie when she gets on screen, my skin crawls. And maybe oh. I'm just like used to it by now. But she just seemed to play a really annoying woman from like Staten Island. You know? Like, I know people like that. Who may have well, I acted that now. way? I wouldn't know but, if I called her annoying. Was so bad, AJ. It, was, it was like it was terrible, but it was part of was like Kate her being doing annoying. A Staten Island mom <laughs> on Saturday Night Live. That <laughs> that probably would have been a little little funnier. Yeah, it would have been funny. <laughs> more, way more offensive. See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call her an annoying mom. She, I mean, she in real, like, she has every right to freak out with what's going on. It's just True. the way that Maggie Gyllenhaal did that performance, I thought was annoying and, and ridiculous. And well, I don't, very, um, I don't agree that honest. they should have, like, portrayed her character like that. But, like, if she was well, just... Well, would she not be f- losing her shit? Like, what do you mean? Like, what do you, what, what would you, like, so, what like, would you expect? back from that i know a woman whose husband was a firefighter who died in 9-11 and like i'm trying to think from her shoes as best as i can like i don't know that pain but if you're going to try and like show that on screen you gotta be tasteful about it you know it's like or at least have some class about it you know It, it didn't feel like um that like her family or whatever was like treating the situation i don't know like the guy who was missing you know her husband was a hero i mean he had run into a really dangerous situation to help other oh, people totally. and got himself trapped it's like it's I, I like i wrestled with it. i didn't i wasn't really crazy about most of what happened outside of what they were trapped, you know, underneath the building. But I don't think her performance was, like, you know, ideally bad. I don't... 
I didn't think her acting was. was bad. I just thought she was annoying, and she, maybe she was <laughs> supposed I'll, to. Yeah, be. I'll find a middle ground with you. Where like I agree, like I didn't hate it, you know, and like I want to, I want to get into it because it's just fun to talk about, you yeah. know. But but then like I was saying, there was like like that moment between her and her dad. I thought was like that's like that's genuine acting. That's also just a really nice moment in the story. Like this is a solid, great moment. And so to go from something like that when I know that now they have that potential to do something like that. And then to see them just go off and just, you know, like, Wasted. do these weird fucking moments. It's like, why don't you do more of this human moment instead of her just, like, screaming about shit or fucking JJ screaming about shit? You know, that that's yeah. almost seems more like drama from the director, Oliver Stone, to create drama rather than probably what really happened or a good sitting down and figuring out how would someone react in this situation. Because um, I don't know how much, obviously, like, they consulted with the. I'm sure they consulted with the family a good bit, especially the the, the two main men um, yeah. about their story. But I don't know how much they talked to with the wise, and I don't know how much approval there was between there if they needed to have any, anyways. Um, so I'll give Oliver some credit here, but um, they they've all been complimentary of of how the hmm. movie portrayed the family. I, I can't imagine why if I was JJ <laughs> or, or Donna or whatever her name is. Um, but, uh, they, they've all been pretty complimentary of that. Um, so I got to give them credit there, um, for that. It, it seems like for the most part, it was, it was pretty true to life. Like, you know, yeah. they said it's like 90% true, 10% not, but you know, that's, that's pretty good, good though. That's by pretty Hollywood good. standards, right? Yeah, that's so, pretty good. Yeah. Um, we haven't addressed Cage's stash, which I thought is like an absolute <laughs> shame that it was, he was, was so in the dark all the time because we couldn't get to see it too much because it was glorious. I wanted that stash tickling my neck. Oh, please! <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like light, his chest hair light up from the Valley Log, Girl, but yes, on his chest hair, on it his was. mouth, <laughs> under his nose. <laughs> that is spot on. That is, it was awesome. That is spot on. <laughs> oh God! And they put him in the fucking dark the whole movie. He's yep. underground, stuck in the dark. At least put a fucking light that got stuck. They wanted you to like squint and strain to like get a closer look and really get engaged in the movie yeah why did the gun the start shooting itself like nine times in the fucking nine, nine times nine times <laughs> on it on its own i think we made that uh, last episode <laughs> we've done that in probably seven episodes so far yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um but like the fire the fireball started um coming from the sky or their version of the sky yeah. and and then and then a, a gun just started shooting itself it overheated the gun overheated mm. so when a gun overheats it's just start it'll shoot it can out. reload itself There's... like it can like no like the, the gunpowder just through? explodes because the shells yeah, are so hot explodes. oh so the gun's just fucking blowing up it's not yeah, yeah so basically anything. yeah okay. yeah basically because okay, it looked yeah. like it was just shoot i was like is that a fucking ghost that's like <laughs> you know what i i thought <laughs> it's weekend at bernie's the dead guy's just popping off rounds <laughs> well one of my issues with this movie is the set um mm. uh, they weren't allowed to film in new york for obvious reasons um which which is fine i just i felt like i was on you know paramount's back lot when you took me back yeah to Hank. I hey, mean, that's yeah. essentially what what i felt like did you just start recording the podcast uh, i didn't want anyone to notice that and i didn't want to in- i didn't want to interrupt your flow i was gonna uh, wait to, we to say it on an aside but i haven't <laughs> been recording on zoom i know so right you've all been recording on your individual ones uh, <laughs> I, I have not because i was hoping no i, I have i have we um are. yes <laughs> yeah so um this the set felt like the back lot like it felt like they were just walking around mm-hmm. you know and they just kept changing like the signs or whatever um but it's new york city 
and it, and this is pre the building or I guess the first building got hit. Yeah. But New York City is always pandemonium. Like sure. there's always so many people. They were just walking willy nilly, no one around. They I couldn't believe world. how easily when they were in the beginning, they had the bus yeah. full of police officers getting there. How easily nope, they got through traffic. They're just flying around the streets. And, yeah, <laughs> and, and like they show like a they're cop car in the front it. to like clear the way. You can't clear the way in New York City. There's no clearing the way. <laughs> I know. And then, and then they get to the World Trade Center where one of them has already been hit by a plane. And mm-hmm. World Trade Center 2, uh, or Building 2, they told them, stay be calm, you know, it, it hit this, it's not going to fall, whatever. But World Trade Center 1 was being evacuated. Sure. And they're on the bottom floor, and there's, like, people just looking in shop windows and, like, just going about their business. <laughs> yeah, but there's please. about seven people around. It's mm-hmm. like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> it, it did not make any sense it would to be me. People were just, like, moseying about. Everywhere, running and screaming yeah. and freaking And so that out. was my issue at the end of the movie, when there's 8,000 cops you know, patting Cage and Pena on the back, they get all the extras for that, but they couldn't spare, like, two extras for the beginning of the movie. I, I, well, I, when you said I, earlier I, that it was, like, a sports movie moment, like, literally, mm-hmm. like, just last night, I started watching The Last Dance on Netflix, the Michael Jordan documentary, um, and so I just finished the first episode. So, like, sports stuff was on my mind. And, yeah, watching it right at the end, I got that same vibe of just, like... <laughs> We're Who all the fuck in would be this there? together. Who the fuck yeah. would be there? Like, the towers just exploded. Go help. Go help. Go save the day. Like, you did it, kid. You, you made it on the team. <laughs> Great. Uh, it. Yeah, I don't know. James, you're you're right. The tower two, like when when this was all going down, the time in between the planes, people were saying like, don't evacuate. Like, everything's going to be fine. That was just, you know, an accident. And Is that real? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. One of my dad's cousins worked in Tower 2. Sorry, AJ, keep going. Uh, One of my dad's cousins worked in Tower 2 on the 70th, 72nd floor or something. And when Tower 1 got hit, like, things were going crazy. And, like, he had to make a quick decision. And his boss told him that he wasn't allowed to leave, like they were going to work through it. And he and like half of the office just said, fuck that and left. And they got out, you know, with plenty of time. But, you know, half of the office was gone. And it was like, yeah, people didn't know what to think. They didn't know what to say. It was just like, okay, yeah, business as usual, like. Yeah. This is safe, you know? Well, you you, sh- you should watch the news footage, Hank. There's uh, good clips online. There's, like, unedited news footage from basically when it happened to when, All you know, after through. Tower 2 yeah. was hit. And, you know, someone just miraculously was, like, filming um, as, as it went on. Some might say miraculously um, <laughs> filming, but... Um, Jesus. <laughs> It, you know, the, the tower gets hit, and, and a lot of people Some might thought, say government drones? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but um, the, the tower gets hit, and a lot of people thought it was a uh, like a private jet. And so that's right. why yeah. they weren't well, as that. concerned, yeah. um, you know, because they, well, they I, thought I, it was... I, I knew, that like, happens. I kind of knew, like, the... Like, I know the timeline. Like, I've, I've done yeah. projects on 9-11. Sure, yeah, yeah, shit. sure. Um, but I didn't realize that they actually told people... Not to go, because in any situation, even if something fucking, yeah. like, here in California, like, I worked at Variety uh, for a little while, and, like, we had an earthquake, and it was, like, tiny, but, like, we had a little earthquake, and people were like, fuck this, I'm leaving, 
Yeah. Like, so... Yeah. And well, that, as, that was the point I was getting to. Yeah, as that small as that, since, you would think, like... Since, I don't care if it's a fucking... The, the building next the to us here. is on fire. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, get yeah. away from that burning, exploding yeah. thing. <laughs> but but <laughs> I do gas think, like, hindsight... You know, hindsight And it is hindsight. That, that makes sense. Well, but I think yeah. what they were trying to avoid was Tower 2. If everyone starts evacuating, like, it's going to be overrun, you know, people in the stairwells and whatever. So it's actually, the you know, they, they were hoping it was easier if they could let Tower 1 totally evacuate mm-hmm. and then Tower 2. But what they didn't realize, you know, obviously it's a terrorist attack and whatever. But this happens in the city. I mean, private planes crash into the buildings. They fly too low. Um, and it doesn't evacuate all the surrounding buildings. So, you know, you almost can't fault them too much. That for happens? It. Like, yeah, yeah. Definitely. There was a, actually a I thought that was birds. That oh, my God. Also, birds. No, oh. there, there's a Yankees <laughs> yeah. pitcher that died in like 2007. Um, he crashed his plane into uh, a building in New York because he was flying too low. And Jesus. That's, it happens, you know, once every 10 years or whatever. Yeah. That's wild. I, I did appreciate in the beginning of the movie, even though, like, this is where some of the act... Like, a lot of the banter between those cops in the beginning was a bit clunky um, and awkward, but also kind of gave it a little bit of a realism to it. I don't know. It was complicated. Yeah. But I did appreciate that whenever um, they got the news that something was going on. I liked how it followed them without knowing, having no clue, and it was nice to be put in those shoes of, like, well, yeah, that is what it would be like. Like, they thought something – well, they didn't know what to think. They're like, it could be a chemical yeah. bomb. It could be an explosion. It could be a fucking pipe. It could be, yeah, maybe a small private aircraft hit. It could be fucking anything. And, like, watching them slowly learn about it um, is it, really nice. It, 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 and, and this is on my mind lately because I've been, I've been reading this book um, that's about Radiohead. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read books. Physical books, too. Not on my <laughs> iPad. I buy the book. Okay. Um, Actually, I use my eyes, believe it or not. <laughs> but um, I've been reading this book uh, about Radiohead's fourth album, Kid A, and the book's called This Isn't Happening by Steve Hyden. It's very, very good uh, if you're a Radiohead fan. But um, it was just, there was this really cool moment that the author had in it where, I mean, the guy's like 45, 50 now, uh, but he was writing about like when he was a kid and Radiohead was coming out in like 94, uh, like he wrote a review as like a 17-year-old, and he put that review in this book, and he was like, how adorable was this? Because it was just so like... What a fucking 17 year old would think but he was like something that's really important though is looking back and like saying like yeah even though i think that review is silly and stupid like that's how i thought that's what i genuinely believed at the time that's what i felt and there's no that was you know at that moment there was no outside forces or hindsight that's how i felt um which kind of related to me in this watching that beginning part where it's like yeah, they have no fucking clue what's going on, especially pre-social media. They have no fucking idea what's going on, so it could have been anything as far as they were concerned. And so it was cool to see them address that um, in yeah. the beginning a bit, you know. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Hank. Yeah. I agree with that. Do you guys want um, my audio clip? Yes. Please right, tell me it's is, the prayer. Uh, no, it's not. It's, uh, uh, I should have pulled that myself. Yeah, you should have. Sorry, bro. Um, it's a different audio clip. It's a different Nicolas Cage audio clip. Um, it's a lot of him screaming, um, and it just tickles me. So mm. I, uh, I wanted to play it. Does it tickle you pink? Um, yeah, it does, actually. <laughs> tickles me quite pink. All right, here you go. Oh, the fire just goes out like that, son! Oh, what's that? I don't know. <laughs> You're not a big talker, are you? <sighs> No. Well, see, you gotta talk to me, cause ah! 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 
I can't, because my knees are crushed again. That's why I can't fucking talk. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Oh. And that's uh, right when the, the gun <laughs> that, starts it, going off. Yeah, and then it's yeah. that's an yelling, equally good but... clip. Yeah. Well, I thought he sounded like fucking Sylvester uh, Stallone when he gets to the knee part. Like, my knee! I can't find You fucking idiot! But I mean, that must have been fucking hell. Not only uh, are dude, you stuck I, 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 and thirsty uh, honestly, and... Oh, oh but you're dude, like, well, crushed like, up. Oh, fucking miserable I, I'm, oh I'm incredibly God. claustrophobic I, oh. I i really don't like even being in an elevator yeah and um you know i was just the whole movie was just like and man his legs are probably itchy like he can't itch his legs <laughs> he's got a scratch like, he can't really move to itch his what legs his nose tickles what i yeah i, I don't i would have been like pass me that gun so you know props to these guys because uh, to be able to like have the mental like capacity to yeah. get through what these guys went through is is insane. Oh my god! That yeah. one well, guy like, didn't, and that was pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh, so wait, yeah, did that guy shoot himself? Yeah. That is he what was, happened. Okay. He did was he? The, he was the only guy that was free, and he was like coming to dig out Pena's character, yeah. and I don't know some something fell or shifted or fell on him, and it like crushed him up real bad, and he was like just in he, terrible pain. Yeah, and he just. Couldn't take it for like ten seconds, because they did that really it. quickly. You know, they I didn't yeah. I didn't bother to rewind it, but I was like, it happened. I was like, wait, did he just fucking kill himself? So it was I, so I quick, it's horrifying. I thought he was sending. Yeah, I thought he was it sending is. like a warning shot up because, or like a shot up to like hopefully someone would hear. Because the camera work was pretty. If he killed himself, but like, the guy the died. I mean, right really after dead. that, he was dead. Yeah, because he was the third guy, and but then you know. Uh, yeah, so I just him, so. I had thought he was dying because he got crushed. You're probably right. It's just if you rewatch that scene, the camera work's really weird. Like he's holding the gun. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it was way. really weird. It was super weird the way I, I noticed yeah. that too. Like so, I was very. Con- I didn't again. I didn't bother to go back. But yeah, yeah, like same. maybe I'll read it. I'll pull the Wikipedia up or something. But like yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was odd as well. Um, and so that's why I couldn't tell if he had actually killed himself or, yeah. or if the rocks had hit him, it was just too much and that's what killed him. But I think he'd shot himself. Um, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah, please do. Please do. <clears throat> not enough John Bernthal, by the way. No, not at all, dude. And he's like the fuck. And I, like, look, he, who was that? He's one of the few actors in the world. He's, he was the guy I was making fun of before. <laughs> the, uh, which is guy fair. Talking, talking about Jeter. On Saturday, um, <laughs> he, he, he but, was the uh, other cop that met up with them later on. Yeah, um, he's, he's the guy Chris. that plays the Punisher. If, I mean, if you know. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. in The Walking Dead as well. Gotcha, Shane. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Dude, um, the Punisher, that was a great, a great show. Great show. Now that's a oh picture. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and show. Yeah, that show rules. That is, Gone that too are... soon. Gone too soon. Uh, They're not coming uh, out with any more seasons of that. No. It's, no, it's they canceled all the Marvel shows. Unless, unless Disney Plus. Unless Disney Plus. Well, they comes think they're going to get Charlie Cox unless back Disney possibly in the next Spider Man movie. So we'll around. see. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, please. Did, can you keep doing that? <laughs> no, did we talk about the guy in Wisconsin? He's a bastard. I don't know. <laughs> Can't do that much longer. Uh. <laughs> Um, did we talk about the guy in Wisconsin that says bastards for no reason? 
Did we, did we talk about that? When okay, wait, like... wait, 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 wait. I got it. I got it. He did not shoot himself. Okay. Okay, yeah, I didn't so, think so. So, uh, although uh, Jimeno and McLaughlin are not further harmed, Pizzullo is fatally injured when a concrete slab falls into the hole, crushing his torso. So that's what fatally killed him, injured him. After he fires a gun through a gap in the rubble to try to alert rescuers, he dies. So oh, just the thing yeah, crushed totally. him. That's what I crushing thought. To yeah, death. that's what I thought. And he shot to try to get. He's it was just you know, freaking I, you, out. You know the the fact that we're even having this conversation is kind of a knock against Oliver Stone. Yeah, you shouldn't like <laughs> have any confusion apply. You know to imply that this guy might have committed suicide. I thought that yeah. was really dark. Yeah. I was like, and, 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 to, and to reach, and I thought that was ridiculously dark for what was happening. You know, and like it's funny to say that. I mean, in a dark way, it's funny to say that about a movie about nine eleven that that was yeah. dark. Um, but that did seem just out of place completely, yeah. but that's what I thought. And AJ, you kind of thought that too. So, 100%. you know, there's precedent. Um, but, so, so, and, but I will give a little bit towards Oliver Stone, at least on, on the other side and saying, cause I, I appreciate that all of that was in the dark. I appreciate that there was no light because that's yeah. what it was like. So, yeah. cause they could have easily been like, you know, Pena could have been like, wait, I can get my flashlight and have a little bit of something, you know, to see the, a- yeah. and props to the actors, especially as big as like Nick Cage was. And then Michael Pena was starting to get really, really big, um, to be cool with not having their faces shown most of the time. And then at the end, when they are shown, they're just fucked up. Like that's cool. Um, so hard to film in the dark. But yeah. they could have done mostly voice acting. Yeah, it could have been something I mean, with the, the gun, at least. Oops, you heard, that, uh, you heard the emotion and the the fear and the pain, like through their performances. Yeah. You didn't even need to see much. Well, and that's what I liked about their performances. Is like, regardless of the accents, like you could tell, like they were totally into it. As far as like, yeah, this fucking. And, and you know what was really nice was that anytime it, it showed them in the rubble, there's no music. It was just yeah. them. That was so nice. They could have easily played that up and made it more dramatic and had a New score under York. it or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Put Frank Sinatra on there. Um, but but they just they just let the actors act in the dark, which I thought was really nice. Could you imagine? Um, I do want to get to John Bernthal, though, because when you were talking about him, I, I was scrolling through trying to find that about the guy. Um the thing about John Bernthal, I fucking love John Bernthal more and more and more, and I just want to see him be in more stuff. Um, I read this really great um, piece written about him by, I think it was GQ, and uh, it was just like one of the first times he was really like upfront about a lot of stuff in his life and all this stuff. Really, really fucking fascinating guy. And he's one of the few actors in the world that I think can play. It's easy to say with him that he plays the same character because um, he always plays the macho, hardcore does. macho, you know, yeah, yeah, like masculine fucking man. Um and, and he always uses kind of just his voice. He never really acts, you know, with different voices. He just does him. But he's one of the, like, only actors I know that can do that. And it works for everything he's ever been in. As little or as big as it is, it fucking works. Because, like, he he puts the work in. Uh, he's he's the Margot Martindale of... Uh, <laughs> character actor John Bernthal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Legend. Love the guy. Love I think the guy. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme... Can can give him a run for his money, Ooh, in terms of yeah. authenticity. You know, I think that's good. I think I think that's but I think that's an honor to to relate Is him it? to. <laughs> <Van Damme. laughs> I I think I've hit on all my notes surprisingly. I have. Me like, too. I know you've hit on all yours. <laughs> I hit on all my notes. 
James, I was thinking about the comment you made last time about me crossing out my notes. Yeah, I don't have any. I was like so happy I didn't have to think about a lot of them. I kept them real straight. (laughs) Did did you cross out this one? I did. Look. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering. 2005, only five years too soon. And then I realized (laughs) reading it that that's only four years. And That's I felt, only four years. And it came out in 2006. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. So I'm just wrong just on so many levels. Uh, <laughs> what else is new? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I was trying to find this movie, and I kept typing in 9-11, and I wasn't getting anything. Then I realized it's called World Trade Center. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you had the wrong yeah. title there, Hank. Yes. Yeah. Isn't there a movie that cages in that's called 911? Bangkok, mm, dangerous. Is he? Maybe. I don't think so. There is a there <laughs> is a movie called nine one one. Yeah, I thought he and, and a TV and show. Eight, He's in a movie called two one one two eleven eight mm February, um, February eleven two thousand one. It's an alternate history. Whoa, whoa, the whoa! The attack whoa. just takes place whoa. in February. <laughs> Yesterday was February eleventh. It was. Whoa, damn! Makes you think. Makes you know, think. it's actually a fascinating story about that. Um, is is about uh, what, the multiverse? About the multiverse? No, about about the World Trade Center. Is that the Giants played on Monday Night Football the night before um, the attacks? So um, a lot of people were late to work. So there's about like the buildings yeah. were like half full. Wow, wow. That, those top floors. Yeah, that's what that's I was gonna say. Is like when when we were talking about it in the aftermath, like. 80 to 90 percent of the stories of I that I heard of people who knew people that were working there or were first responders or whatever like didn't go in that day I know yeah. so many more people that just like were running late and like they they actually mentioned that in the beginning they're like there must be 50,000 people in those buildings you know yeah. and mm-hmm. less than 3,000 people died I mean like those buildings were largely empty and it's just kind of this weird phenomenon that all of these That's people wild. chose that day not to go or to be yeah. late or to be sick. Yeah, it's or, because, you know, people were up to be past sick. midnight for Monday Night Football and then... It was know, all they, because of Monday stories. Night Football. Well, but no, that I was mean, a contributing factor, yeah. Legitimately, there's a ton of stories of people that were literally on the trains going in as the towers collapsed. Oh, I believe yeah. that completely. Well, it's, that, it's like if you want to, sure. like, I, there was a lot of times I'd be late to work because I went to a concert the night before, you know? And it, and it just so happens, like, for the Giants, like, that's a huge fucking, much bigger event, you know? Um, and a recurring one. Giant, so. some might say. Oh. Get it? Get it? Because the team's called the Giants. It's a reference to the Pixie song, Gigantic. That's crazy. That's crazy. You I, got I love it. it. Great call. You Great call. Like Gigantic. Gigantic. Is Gigantic. that one of the lyrics? <laughs> that big, they, big love. That's so uh, uh Yeah. No, creative. we can wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. Actually, I did have one more note. Right before we wrap, one more note. Hmm. Cage in the shower in the beginning. I mean, Whoa, yo! Didn't know you were gonna get a boner watching yo, this movie. Did so you? my only problem with that, and I loved it, was that I knew, like going into it, that he had the mustache, and they don't mm. show it. Um, which I mm. wish they'd have shown the stash in the shower. That would have been like, <laughs> okay, I gotta pause for a little uh, while. But um, I think my biggest problem with it <laughs> Wait, was what are we talking about? In the, shower. In the, the first like, the like twenty seconds of the movie, it begins with Cage waking up and taking a shower in the morning. Do you not remember AJ? I think I missed it's that. It's steamy, dog. AJ, if you don't remember, it's uh, a don't steamy worry. shower. Don't worry. I did. Oh, I got you. it was it was taking a really long time to load, and so I just had it like 
lying on on the bed, and I I missed the very beginning of the movie. Don't worry. Oh. But he's not standing like a normal person. It's kind of funny. Yeah, uh, it is nice. weird. He's like hunched over a little bit. Um, yeah. It's well, it's, I think it's like a tiny shower. Like it was too big for him. Um, that was another scene that I kind of hated was when he has the flashback thinking to that morning. And oh, instead yeah. of going to the shower, he just like grabs his wife and rolls her over. Mm-hmm. And they just lay there and cuddle. Would have been hot. He's like, damn, I wish I did this. But yeah. I was like, man. You didn't. need it. You fucked didn't up. Didn't need it. Yeah. Didn't need any of it. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was AJ, that missed um, opportunity that kept him alive. AJ, what would have been the one also thing? Kept him from having a fifth kid, thankfully. The one. He had a lot of kids. Um, well, he, wait, real quick. He fucking. In that opening scene, he, he opens a door, you see his kid. You're like, okay. He closes the door, yeah. opens another door, he sees another kid. I'm like, oh, he's yes. got two kids. Opens another door, and there's two kids in this other yeah. room. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Outrageous. I just hope he keeps opening doors. Um, but AJ, what would be the one thing? What would be the one thing in this movie that if, if, if it was in this movie, it would be a 100 out of 100? Um, Christopher Walken. <laughs> and who would he be? What would he have said? <laughs> what? What would he have said? It would have been like, you know, this is a terrible situation. <laughs> we gotta get everybody out <laughs> quick. Oh no. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> Could you imagine if it was instead of Michael Pena, they cast Christopher Walken? <laughs> My mouth is so dry. I need some water. <laughs> I'm just imagining on 9-11, the first thing that Christopher Walken in real life says when he wakes up is, this is a bad situation. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what are we going to do? The worst situation. Well, that that's it, folks. Oliver, <laughs> Oliver, if you're listening, Oliver Stone, uh, uh, take notes. You know, for the next one. Um, yeah, let's wrap this up. This is um, this is just a waste. Uh, um, let's go into a little segment I like to call Final Thoughts. I mean, that was just uh, James. Let's start with you. Final thoughts, and not just that, but also your rating. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I've been I've been pretty clear about how I feel about this movie. Um, Ever clear. So, from a movie perspective, I don't think it was very They're good. They're a 90s band. Everclear. We saw them. We, we saw, saw them. Swim out past the breaker. We swam right out past the breakers. <laughs> they played that song twice. They played Santa Monica oh, okay. twice. Okay, listeners, we saw, we saw Everclear only at a Sugar Ray concert, and Everclear played their song twice. They, they <laughs> opened and closed their 25-minute set with... with uh, What's that song called? Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Uh, they have wait, a how many times like did they play that songs. same song? And they played twice. Santa Monica twice. They should have just been like the Cantina band and played that whole song <laughs> for the entire set. It might as well have and, been. And then, and then that same concert, Sugar Ray played four of their songs and five of the Ramones songs. <laughs> they just kept playing the Ramones. <laughs> uh, it was great. It was, it was great. I mean, that Sugar Ray, if you want to see a good concert, Sugar I wouldn't Ray, want it any other way. They play the hit. All right. Sorry. 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 Please. No, no, no. That was a, a worthy interruption. Uh, but yeah, no. And on a serious note, you know how I feel about this movie. It, it, like I said, it it wasn't... I, I think the, the I think I've made my case for why I, I feel like it's, it's an offensive movie. And a lot of it has to do with the time it came out. If this had come out 10 years after it did, I think I'd be talking about this as just being a bad to average movie. Mm-hmm. As opposed to a movie that I just felt like shouldn't come out. Now, I will give it credit. 
you know, they, they seem to have stuck to the storyline. They also, it wasn't United 93, which if you've seen United 93. Very different. That's not a good movie. Very I mean, different. that's, that's a, that's a borderline offensive movie. It came out the same year, um, you know, and, and basically everyone that's involved in that movie, all the families of the passengers have, have shit on that movie. Well, and that's a good movie to compare it to. And, and yeah, it is. We could have even it had is. a, con- like, that's like, it, at least yeah. it wasn't that. Yeah. But but the fact that two 9/11 movies came out in the same year and there hasn't been one since tells you that maybe this isn't, you know, the subject matter to even make a movie about in the first place. That's a good point. Um and so yeah, I, I don't know. I um I, I aside from all of that, I didn't even think it was that good of a movie. <laughs> I, you know, I thought the performances were really bad, the accents were really bad, the Jesus scene was weird. Um, there's a lot <laughs> the of scene was awesome. But geez, I mean, it, we got you know, two of if them. that scene was in a different movie. I mean, you know, I'd love it. It's like a Kevin um, Smith movie. <laughs> but but overall, I, I just I really can't recommend this movie to anybody. Um, I'm going to give it 22 cages out of 100, which is higher than I thought I would give it. Um, but for me, I think it's it fits um, how I feel about it. Okay, 22. AJ. Guys, I have a confession to make. This movie you need made more cowbell? made me cry really Whoa. and movies don't make me cry um yeah. not much in fact makes me cry except stubbing my toe and when james tells me that i'm not handsome but <laughs> <laughs> i i i got like really teared I up say that by the way i know <laughs> but uh when when they got found it was like when the marine was closing in on them and you know he serendipitously was tapping on the pipe at the right time and they heard him like because i had felt trapped underneath there with them and was like you know in some kind of way bonded to those characters through the movie like the sense of relief that i got when they shine the flashlight down made a made a single tear roll down my cheek and i was like ah we're getting out of here you know (laughs) <laughs> we um, made it. We made it, boys. Michael Shannon's character would not be happy to hear that, by the way. Yeah. He well. doesn't believe in men crying. <laughs> I don't uh, I didn't ask Give his him opinion. A name? So. Yeah. Drill sergeant or whatever. <laughs> Staff sergeant. Staff sergeant. You, you got a shorter name than that? Sergeant. Okay. Um <laughs> now, so there there were things about this movie that I think were absolutely gripping about the way that it was made. Um, and it it got me on certain levels. I think when they went away from the guys being trapped underneath and to the families, it got, like, really hokey and cheesy and borderline disrespectful at some points. Um, but I think overall, like, the message of the movie, you know, people helping people, was pretty well understood. I think it portrayed, um, you know, the main two guys as heroes um which they should be and you know i didn't have as poor of a view of this movie as i thought i would um definitely didn't expect to steer up i'm gonna give this movie 60 cages out of 100 and most of those cages are for cage i mean like i thought he he really nailed it. I think I was feeling 
that way because you know him and Michael Pena were like making me feel their situation. If they came out about a movie about the Thai kids in the cave, I watch it. I watch that as a much more politically appropriate sequel uh, mm. <laughs> to World Trade. And they so. should market it as a sequel. Oh, well. definitely. That's Absolutely. I mean, I'm just <laughs> giving them free two. tips here. You know, electric goes, goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I echo a lot of that. Um, I, I I enjoy the movie. Uh, Do it overall. literally, Hank. Uh, literally echo everything he oh, said. Jesus. Um, like, how'd you start off? Um, Christopher, walk in, get, 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 get. That's the best I could do. That's what I got. That's what I got. That was great. <laughs> the movie wasn't that bad, um, um, and I know we keep we keep uh, throwing you under the bus, James. But like, you did make it seem like it would be just like this tasteless, offensive, you know, garbage pail. Yeah, and and um, hand up. That's that's how I remember it being, and I think a lot of it is just from what I said mm. in this movie. But how, that, how yeah, old were you it, when it you first saw it, or how how soon after uh, it came out when you first seen it? Like fourteen or fifteen. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, especially I, I bet too. I'm, like then, like it's a long movie. It's a long movie, yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of like just like moments of like ugh, you know, throughout it. So I can see how it could leave a bad taste. Um, and I don't think I, like I think I, I think sorry, I, I know it's your final thoughts. I think the other thing was that there was times I watched it again in college with Andy, and we were like laughing the whole movie. Yeah, and to me that was not great for a World Trade Center <laughs> yeah. movie. So well, and like, I mean, I could totally, like, with us, yeah. like, in co- like, I could totally see yeah. us, like, watching this and just laughing through it, like, pretty yeah. easily without, like, because we had, like, for me, like, watching it was, like, there is, like, I say as a benefit for the film itself. Like, I was yeah. watching it from just, like, especially with what you were saying, I was like, well, look, I'm just going to watch this as a movie. I'm going to try to remove myself from 9-11. I mean, obviously it's about it, but I'm like, I'm just going to yeah. see how it is as a movie. Um, and to me, yeah, you as, watch it through a different lens for this podcast. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so as a movie, I thought it was okay. Um, I, I, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I don't think it was like a bad film in any way. And like, like Oliver Stone, he's controversial, but like, he isn't a bad filmmaker, you know, he's just a filmmaker that makes stuff that a lot of people don't want to see. And I do think it's ballsy to do the stuff that he does and someone's got to do it. And if someone's going to do it, at least it's someone that like respects film and doesn't just like Michael, like think Michael Bay. If he made this, it would have been an, oh, an offensive God. disgrace. It would have been the so hot dog guy blows it, up. Like, it, yeah, like, it would have just been like it would have been so fucked up. And Oliver, so Stone, many more like, people falling out windows. Yeah, and you guys have atrocious. definitely made a good point to me. Um, talking about like too soon and five years is that is that too soon? Whatever, um, which has really made me think more of like uh, adults, you know, because like all of us were very very young when this happened. Um, and like, we, we do remember it and we do live with it and we had our own experiences from it. Um, but now I'm thinking as, as someone who's 30, you know, or someone who's 40 and has a family or 50 or any, anyone older, you know, and I am an old man. Um, but I can see how, you know, only five years later as an adult with a family who went through that, I can, I can definitely see now, like just how, how absurd it can be to have a movie about it. And that's also a really good point about the film industry, James, that you brought up earlier on, on how this in U 93 came out. Um, and ever since then, there hasn't been a nine 11 movie, which I think there is room to make something from it 
but you would have to cross such delicate waters and you'd have to, you'd have to someone yeah. you'd have to one of those like those like one percent great filmmakers to unless you want to do that robert like pattinson it. movie um, that just shits down 9-11 oh throat. god yeah i guess there was that was yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I but it wasn't it. really a 9-11 movie i didn't but it was, see what, it remember me or something yeah remember me um uh, and now he's Batman. Speaking of Batman and Maggie yeah. Gyllenhaal, Love but um, but I like the movie overall. I thought it was pretty good. I would have much preferred, like I said, if you cut everything out, maybe keep some of the family stuff because I guess you have to have a, a a B story for the audience. But like, I really would have preferred to just watch Michael Pena and Nick Cage down there for mo- you can make this an hour and a half first 30 minutes yeah. is exactly what it was leave the first 30 minutes just as it was next 30 minutes is them stuck underground you know and just having human moments with each other and then last 25 to 30 minutes would be um, you know Michael Pena or, or Nick Cage giving up and then Michael Pena trying to keep him like stay awake stay awake stay awake this is huge and and then Oh, look, oh, there's a light, and then they save him, you know, which I think would have been a smaller, better, smarter film to make five years after the event, rather than showing how much that they made. Um, but with that being said, it was okay. I liked I thought Cage's performance was good. I get it. You're coming from with the accents. I don't totally see it, but for sure, I, I get it. Um, but I thought his performance was really good. And AJ, to echo what you were saying um, even more so, I did tear up a little bit. I didn't let it cry out, but whenever he... Um, in any other movie, this would have been cheesy. But to me, because this was real, and I did look a, a bit about it, that like... like um, that the actual people involved, like the actual McLaughlin, um, they said that this was pretty accurate to what happened. And whenever Cage is being pushed, um, he, you know, they got rescued and he's in the hospital. And whenever he's talking to his wife and he, he looks at his wife and he says, like, you got me through this. I, I, I teared up a little bit. I was like, actually, like thinking about the real life scenario of that and thinking like if you were in a relationship that you weren't like you kind of got blasé through or jaded throughout. And then suddenly like this, something like this happens. You're like, Oh fuck. Love is what matters. Like I love my fucking wife. I love my kids. Like that's that. I thought that was a nice moment. You know, like you got me through this. I thought in any other movie that would have been cheesy, but because this was a real world event and that really did happen. I'm like, that's actually really fucking sweet. Um, so I thought it was okay. H I'm with you. I give it a 58 out of a hundred cages, um, to wrap that up. So 58, 60 and 22. Which is averaged. So, I gave this a 22. Hank gave it a 58. AJ gave it a 60. That averages out to 47 cages out of 100. That's fair. Um, I think that's okay. Which is a totally fair score. I think that's okay for this. It's it's hard yeah. to like hate this movie. It's hard to. I can't love this movie for sure at all. Yeah. Um. But it's hard for me to like hate it. You know he. I think Oliver Stone tried. I think he tried, and he could have made something that's way worse. We could have seen something that's way worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, maybe don't make a movie about 9-11. <laughs> maybe just don't. <laughs> yes. Keep maybe that one on don't. the back burner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe stay away. Um, now, I know what our next movie is, but James, I will. you, uh, you get the privilege um, of saying a very important movie that we watch yes. next. Very important to this podcast. Yes, this movie also came out in uh, 2006. Um, it stars Ele- uh, Nicolas Cage, Ellen Bernstein as Summer Sister Isle, Kate Behan as Sister Willow Woodward, and um, Michael Wiseman as Officer Pete. This, of course, is... The Wicker Man! <laughs> hey! <laughs> what we hey. named this podcast after. Hello. A movie that AJ has never seen. So Amazingly. I'm quite excited um, Amazingly. to, to watch I have, this. I have abstained from this movie for quite some time 
I, I've been preparation waiting, for this very waiting moment. to rewatch this movie. I've been waiting to <laughs> now, rewatch this Now, we have talked about this movie excited. on the show before. I have mentioned that for me, it's a top all-time Cage film. James, you said you didn't agree completely with that. You just liked it, obviously, but you said that it wasn't yeah, a, no, I, an all-time I, for you. I love it, um, but there, from what I remember, and my memory clearly hasn't been amazing recently, <laughs> Um, but for what I remember, there are parts of this movie that are quite boring and quite dry. Yeah. I think which is not like for all time for me is like face off and vampires kiss. Cause they're like, constant. They're always are great. Just constant. Yeah. But yeah, the exactly. moments that are great in Wicker Man, Wicker Man are great. fucking great. Yeah. They're great. Uh, I mean, that's what the show is named after. That's, that's, that's what we're doing here. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, I know. I know. We came I know. Oh, why yeah. didn't you tell me that sooner? It, it was a random. <laughs> could have been in on it this whole time. Um, AJ, it's amazing you haven't seen it. Now, we should establish, too, to our listeners, if you're listening along, and to each other, uh, we all need to be watching the unrated version. Yes. Um, so, AJ, you do not want to watch the – there's a there's a theater theatrical version. Yeah, Stay watch the unrated version. Because the unrated gotcha. one, there's it boobs. has everything you need. Um, and it, no, it has a great scene at the end. A very oh, okay. great scene at the end. Well, and yeah. also just th- there's the scene with the bees. Yes, that's not in yeah. the theatrical cut. Yes. So you, so and then a cameo at the end. Um, that's yes. very important. That's um, all we'll say. So, so yeah, make sure AJ when you look it up to look at the unrated or whatever the non-theatrical cut is. And to any listeners who might be following along, that's the one that we are going to be talking about. Um, and, and going through with because that's the one that matters that's the one the director yep. wanted um so yeah wicker man i'm very excited we have a good list after that's ghost rider yeah um, yeah. So yeah i know we, and, we're gonna be picking a, things a big up guest for Ooh, ghost rider yeah we gotta Ooh. get in touch with christian that's right yeah. that's right uh, don't don't oh, spoil it son it's of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> why do we bother getting people if you're just gonna you know you uh <laughs> the the guest who's been waiting the longest time to be on this show, I have just jinxed. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. No, it's gonna be great. But that's, that's uh, a I, I actually I was just talking about his first. religion, not his name. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, you are describing him by shirt. his beliefs. <laughs> his yeah. name is Catholic. Yes. <laughs> his middle name is Two Hundred. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that does it. That's this episode. Uh, this World Trade Center. Um, yeah. I hope you enjoyed Bye. it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you next time. <laughs> see uh, ya. The Wicker Man. <laughs>